Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, J.C. John Coleman. Yo, what is popping? Obviously, your energy level needs to be popping. That was a weak-ass intro, no, it J.C. It was solid. Okay, keep telling yourself that. I, do, I am. I'm just Keep at... telling yourself that. What, how, how's it going? It's going fabulous, man. Zero complaints. Here we are. We're recording this a week of Thanksgiving. I think it's going to drop the... The Monday after Thanksgiving, though, right? I don't know. Tuesday. Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. They drop on Tuesdays and Fridays. I should know that, John. It's fine. It's not important. It's not important. It is important. This podcast is important. You know what happened, ladies and gentlemen? I just said to JC off camera, yeah. hey, JC, what if I just said, f*** it, we're done? He's like, well, it'd be what it'd be. Yeah, it was a great run. On to the next. I was like, get out of town. You wouldn't uh, be at all sad. I've, yeah, I'd be sad. Are you saying that now to pacify me? Yes. <laughs> Sad is an emotion. I don't know. I don't really have emotions because I'm an Aquarius, apparently. But apparently um, you're an Aquarius, or apparently Aquarius, Aquarius don't, have, don't have emotions. emotions right. There um, we go. No, it would be great, you know. But you all right, well, that's not going to happen, John. I know it's not because this is only the beginning. This is just the beginning. How about this though? All right. Because I told these people I would pimp out their event. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to be speaking at this event. Okay. So there's an event in February in Orlando, Florida, being put on by the Mortgage Bankers Association of Florida. Word. It's going to be called the Loan Officer Summit. It's the first time ever the Mortgage Bankers Association of Florida is going out of their way to put on a sales conference, one-day event specifically for loan originators. Nice. Yeah, so they reached out to yours truly because they know it's in my backyard. They said, Dio, would you mind being a part of it? I said, I would love to be a part of it. So I'm going to go and speak at this event. I think they're bringing in this guy by the name of Doug Smith and um, our buddy Tim Davis. Shout out Tim Davis. Yeah, so as soon as I hop off of recording today's episode, I need to hop on a call with the NBA of Florida. And Mm. Tim, the event is February 8th for anyone who is in the greater Central Florida area. Uh, pretty sure it's going to be pretty economical. I don't know the cost. I'm going to guess somewhere between like 20 and 40 bucks would be my guess. And then um, our buddy Jeff Velez reached out to me, and he's going to host his sales rally for Old Republic, which is a home warranty company. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to have the opportunity to go speak to those people That's as God. well. Oh, starting coming to... off of the floor, the the southeast region Bro. sales rally. Bro. For Waterstone Mortgage, a one-day event that we hosted down on International Drive in Orlando, Florida. A phenomenal event, right? Shout out Rosen Shingle Creek. Yeah, Rosen Shingle Creek. Uh, what a great venue. We were there. This was pretty cool because we were there with, like, I think half a dozen or a dozen Major League Baseball Hall of Famers. Oh, they were having on? some kind of a big event where it's a charity function. I mean, we saw Pete Alonzo there. Oh, really? Uh, we saw Johnny Damon there. Yeah, it was, it was current and past baseball players. Nice. Well, that sounds great because that's a solid way to end off the year, which is a great parlay into the subject for today's episode. Which is? End the year strong or something. End the year strong or something. How about no, 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 yeah, 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 we did. preparing for the end dot, dot, dot. of the year? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, no, it's that time of year. Look, we are in November. It's uh, holidays kick off this week with Thanksgiving, right? They culminate in January, typically with New Year's Day, throwing some uh, holidays that are irrelevant like Boxing Day or relevant to some people like Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the time of year that we all get to slow down. Take your foot off the gas and just coast, baby. I don't know if we're going to coast. Damn it. What I want to do is slow down, take a step back, 
look at the year that was while preparing for the year that's going to come. Mm, that sounds responsible. Now, we will be doing a future episode, like near future, on actual business planning. Mm -hmm. And this would be a fantastic event for people who sell real estate for a living, who finance real estate for a living, as well as people probably like financial advisors, life insurance salespeople, uh, regular insurance people like the property casual. It'll be a business planning episode that's geared towards many folks in sales. Word. But today, let's just kind of prep it. Let's just talk about what we should be doing as business professionals this time of year. Mm -hmm. Because certain things will be slowing down, right? Like for our loan officers out there, you've heard me say that realtor hunting season mm -hmm. tends to culminate or end at Thanksgiving. And it won't pick back up until January 15th. It doesn't mean that there aren't realtors out there who are going to be willing to sit down with you and talk business, talk strategy, talk partnership, but they're going to be harder to tie down, harder to find, because this time of year, people tend to get into vacation mode, holiday mode, which is my kids are out of school. I need to travel somewhere obligatory to spend time with people I could probably care less about spending time with, but I will have more fun than I ever would, would admit. Mm -hmm. That's what the holidays typically mean for a lot of people. Yeah. And you have to do that twice, typically around Thanksgiving, then again around Christmas. And then while you're doing that, your kids are out of school. Every time kids are at school, it tends to wreck things because you have to figure out where are my kids going to be staying? Are they going to be staying out of trouble? Do I need to get them to and from certain activities? Did I buy them all the gifts on their Christmas list? Yeah, that too. That too. So what we can't do, we can't take our foot off the gas and coast, especially the type of year that we had. And especially going into the type of year that we're going to have, both with its headwinds as well as with its opportunities, this just in breaking news, dot, 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 the average mortgage banker in third quarter lost 20 basis points. Mm -hmm. That is down from five basis points lost in second quarter. That is abysmal. That is the worst that has ever been since they've been tracking this data since 2008. That means the average mortgage bank lost over $600 for every loan file that they originated and closed. You know how we'd make fun of you like, oh, mm -hmm. I closed X. I'm like, yeah, but how much money did you make? Right. Yeah, there are many, many, many lenders out there closing a lot of business, but they're not making any money doing it. In fact, they would be more profitable if they just quit doing loans. Like, hey, look, quit doing loans. You'll make more money. Well, huh? That makes no sense. Well, every time you do a loan, you're losing 600 bucks. So now is not the time to coast. There are years. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to tell you like I don't see it. There have been many times in a normal year. Look, February, March hit, and you started getting just crushed with leads. April, May, June, July hit, and you were crushed with leads and volume. August, September hit, you still closed good volume, although the leads started to slip. By the time you got to October, November, you were welcoming a slowdown. By the time you got to around this time, late November, you were going to coast because you could afford to because you made money all of Q2, all of Q3 in gobs of it. And you survived Q1 and you made a little bit better than, than Q1 money in Q4, mm -hmm. nothing like you did in Q2 and 3. You ain't got that. So this is a year where there is no coast. This is a year where as things slow down, you need to continuously keep your foot on the gas pedal. So let's talk about some things that people can be doing. First and foremost, 
you can be connecting with all of your past clients. Every single one of them needs to be hearing from you. If you were not in front of them the first 10 months of the year, now is the time. Use the holidays as your, re your reason to reach out. Whether you create a video and you email blast it to them, whether you old school do a letter from the heart, you need to create something that reaches out to them and lets them know how much you care about them, gives them some kind of market update, and then you too tell them what is what is coming their way. Mm -hmm. That's something you can be doing right now that maybe you weren't doing just four or five months ago. Something you'd be doing right now, business plan, mm -hmm. not just for yourself. Who are your referral partners? Are you business planning with them? Like that's what the word partner means to me. A partner sits down and says, hey, how was your year? What do you wish went better? What are you anticipating your goals being this coming year? How can I be a part of your success? Right? These are, these are conversations that we should be having. And at the same time, if you know that next year is going to be a battle, especially in those first three or four months, highly competitive, you have to be willing to do what others aren't willing to do. Right now, everyone wants to coast. Everyone's used to coasting. Don't have that afforded to you. You need to make as many phone calls as you need to make in order to get in front of one potential new referral source a day or three a week so that when January rolls around, you're already two steps ahead of everybody else. Like, think about this. The work you do today pays you in 90 days. So if we're at the end of November today and you're wanting a paycheck in February, then how much work are you putting in? How much effort are you putting in? If you wake up on January 3rd because your kids are flying back to school and you decided after six weeks of coasting, now you're going to work, please know that's April's paycheck. That is April's paycheck. So taking off the next six weeks to coast because we're in quote-unquote holiday mode, man, you're truly putting yourself at a disadvantage going into a market where there are still going to be way more lenders than there are loans to do. That should even out. As we get through Q1 of 2023 into Q2 of 2023, what we'll start to see is that there'll be more loans to do and there'll be less lenders going forward. It's gonna be a kind of a two mm -hmm. for one. Here's something else to consider when you're out there having conversations with either past clients or current clients. These are all things that you could be doing as we're coming to the, to the end of the year. What type of messaging are you given, giving to your prospective clients, to your prospective sellers? Because one thing that I'll tell you that I feel pretty strongly with, I think we only have about four or five more months of it being a quasi temporary buyer's market. Meaning right now, even with the rate rally we've experienced, rates are still pretty high. People are still pretty gun shy. And because of that, it gives a home buyer way more ammunition to negotiate the best deal for them than they have seen in years. Not in two years, I'm talking like since 2016 years, six years, going on seven years. Well, we've been predicting this for the past six months and we started seeing it Right after November 10th, like we discussed we would, mortgage rates are starting to come down and they're gonna slowly come down. It won't be a straight line, right? It's gonna look like an, an EKG, <laughs> right? But it's gonna be a downward trend. What do you think, John's gonna happen the minute interest rates hit five and a quarter? It's gonna be a, a market that's gonna be very busy. Yes, 
it's going to be a, v- a very attractive market for home buyers. Yeah. So those home buyers that are currently on the fence or those home buyers that are currently have cold feet, mm-hmm. those home buyers are going to be entering the market. The minute they enter the market, if they're not the first in, then they're going to be that that home buyer that's in multiple offer situation. Just like that. Just like that in the blink of an eye. So if I'm a mortgage loan originator, if I'm a realtor, and I'm getting down towards the end of the year, what I want to do is start looking at my my past leads over the past 12 months. Let's go back to like the beginning of Q4 of last year, all the way through now. Who hasn't purchased yet? Who didn't purchase because maybe they didn't, they didn't qualify or who didn't purchase because maybe they weren't comfortable with the payment? Mm-hmm. Now, not qualifying, I'm not talking about the 480 credit score. I'm talking about they no longer qualified because rates went from three and a half to seven and a quarter and that pushed up their payment so high that their DTI was was now out of whack, right? Let's go through those. Let's make a list. Let's categorize them. We can be spending the end of the year teeing up everyone who wants to be the first in the market the minute we start seeing a five handle on that rate sheet. Because again, what will happen is typically seller's behavior, consumer behavior is about a three-month lag. What I mean by that is right now, believe it or not, there are still sellers out there who think that they can put their home on the market for the tippy top and it should get into a bidding war. Where it's like, no, if you if your home is worth somewhere between 525 and 550 and you put it on the market for 550, that's something a bitch may sit for about two or three months mm-hmm. at 550. If you want to sell it, put it on, on the market for about 525 and you may get one buyer to look at it in the first two weeks and actually buy it, mm. right? That's the type of market we're in. Those people haven't realized, you know, that 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 has happened. So I always talk about the consumer behavior is typically a lagging, it's a lagging behavior. So wherever we currently are, it takes them three months to catch up with it. It's kind of like California and the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. California sets the trends for the rest of the country. If something's happened in California last year, it doesn't hit Georgia until like two years later, mm-hmm. right? It's just the way it is. So if you understand that as a professional, you're trying to start next year off on the strongest foot possible. And you're also trying to keep yourself very productively busy, not busy, productively busy in fourth quarter. These are things that you can be doing. You can be having conversations with people, creating lists, and then you take the same behavior and you teach it to your referral partners. You take the same behavior and the same information and you coach it and teach it to potential new referral partners. And that would be your script. That would be your script. Hey, look, my company and I foresee the market shifting favorable for us the beginning of next year. The reason why I want to meet with you is because I want you and I and our clients to be on the cusp of that change so that we're not having to sprint to catch up. What do I mean by that? I want to bring some tips, tricks, or strategies to you so that we can spend the next six weeks preparing to be the first to capitalize on when rates come back down into the fives so that our buyers are the first ones hitting the market before sellers realize the market has shifted yet again into their favor. Because again, we're going to have about 60, I think 90 days when the market does shift before sellers uh, perceptions mm-hmm. catch up. Mm-hmm. Once they catch up, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. get get ready. 
to be in multiple offer situations, get ready to start being told, sorry, we don't accept down payment assistance. Sorry, we don't accept FHA. Sorry, we won't uh, give some kind of a seller contribution towards closing costs. It'll be nowhere near as bad as it was in 2020 and 2021, but it'll still be not fun. The mm. advantage will still be given to the seller. So these are things that I'm doing, John, right now to prepare for the end of the year. Now, small things that I'm doing, I'm pulling up my LinkedIn, my Instagram, my Facebook profiles. I'm updating them. Is that the best profile possible? Is all my contact information accurate? Is my bio, if I'm talking about LinkedIn, is my bio updated? Or does my bio still sell, <laughs> say things that are, you know, so 2018 when we're going into 2023? Like those are things that I'm doing. I'm definitely touching my, my past client database. I'm definitely reaching out to every prospect and I'm giving them an update on the market. Hey, this is what the market has done, but I have good news for you, especially if they're in that bucket of I'm waiting. Mm -hmm. Now there's some people who can't afford to wait and they shouldn't wait. Like you should not wait to buy a house. Now's the time to buy a house if now's the time to buy a house. Like if you're ready, you're ready. Now's when you'll get the best deal. Now's when you won't get the best interest rate. You'll get the best interest rate if you wait until May, June, or July. But I don't know if you'll get the same sales price with the same seller credits. You probably won't. So it probably would make more sense if you're ready to buy a house and you qualify. You buy a house now and you focus on getting a better mortgage when time permits. I, as a mortgage professional, as a real estate professional, need to be reaching out to all people, especially those that have been on the fence giving them this type of information. So that's what I'm doing also. Nice. Yeah. What else are you doing? What are you doing like personal? I know a lot of work-wise, but at the end of the year, like a lot of people like to say like, hey, I need the time for, to decompress, to like time for myself. Are you are you doing any of that? I don't have time for that. Yeah, I need to, I need to not get fat, right? I've been getting fat. My race ended. Um, I took 10 days off purposefully. Then I had a bunch of work travel obligations. And I started drinking too much, started eating really bad food, not exercising enough, and I'm getting fat. So that's what I need to do, John, is I need to stop getting fat. Do you have one Does of those? Does that answer your question or no? Yeah. But, no, but like, do you like advice for people? Because I know towards the end, people want, is that important for, to like decompress and like. It's 100% important. You have to be able to get, a, to, to, to get out, like, get away. Even if it's just like, like this time, I'm going to drive to Georgia tomorrow with my wife, my kids, my wife's cousin. We're going to spend uh, four awesome nights with her family. And although I make the whole in-law jokes, I do love my, my, my wife's family. My mom jokes, that's probably why I married her. I'm like, no, I married her because she was hot and smart, and she kept my ass in line. And, yes, her coming from a great family was by far a huge bonus. Oh, yes. uh, so it, it didn't hurt the situation by, by any means. Um, but, yeah, I think getting away and decompressing is necessary. But – in moderation, in moderation. I think that's where many 100% commission salespeople get it wrong is they don't treat their career the same way a teacher, a cop, a nurse, a doctor, a lawyer, mm -hmm. a machinist at, at the factory treats their career. They don't get up every morning, put on the uniform and go to work. They don't understand that technically they should only get three to four weeks vacation. So when the holidays come and they can work from anywhere, I have a laptop, I'll travel and I'm always on, but it's like, are you always working? I'd almost rather you not always be on 
but dedicate 45 hours a week to working your ass off. So not probably what you're asking. I think you're asking more of what, what, what I will do. I typically take five or six days around Thanksgiving and I typically take five or six days around the Christmas to new year this year, full disclosure, because of the mortgage market being the worst market I've been a part of from an income standpoint in almost a decade, the Owen family ain't doing shit. We're going to enjoy our neighborhood, enjoy our neighbors, mm -hmm. enjoyed all the stuff that we already pay for, which is our mortgage, right, yeah, yeah. our HOA dues, no need to add. our taxes. Yeah. Right. No, we're not going to, but I normally do like to. Yes. Yeah. I pur purp uh, uh, purposefully, uh, intentionally do like to do some kind of a trip. Plus around Christmas, I mean, honestly, it ends up only being like three or four work days on the way from the office. I can be gone for a week and only use up three or four work days. Yeah. I like doing that. And I do encourage people to get out and to decompress, to put their phones down, put their laptops away and enjoy the company of others. And truly Look back on the year that was, like reflectively, look back. What went well? Why did it go well? What didn't go well? Why didn't it go well? More importantly, what can I learn from that? And then taking all of that knowledge and that experience, looking forward, what am I anticipating to achieve in the coming 12 months? What are things that if I achieve them, I will celebrate? What are some ways that I'm going to intentionally and purposefully decompress, take some time away. I think all that needs to be mapped out as well. And I don't know if enough people do that. That's why, like, I love the letter from the heart. It's an exercise that ends up being a marketing mm -hmm. tactic or strategy to stay in front of my past client database, but it's also an opportunity for me to yeah. truly. It's a journaling exercise for you to write down your damn thoughts and be like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And it allows me to reflect on things that went well, reflect on things that didn't go well. What did I learn from that? And then pushing it out. What's going to happen in my market? What's happening in my industry? What do my clients got to think? I sold them on being a client for life. Mm -hmm. And my realtor partners need to come to me because I'm the source of information. So as the source of information, as the mortgage advisor for someone's entire life, I should be getting in front of them this time of year, letting them know what happened and then what's what we're predicting to happen, reminding them that I'm here for them plus anyone that they know. That's what this this time is about. Then when they try to look me up, what does my name badge say about me? My name badge would be my social media handles mm -hmm. or even my website, the bio on my website, my contact information on my website. Like now's a good time to start working on all of that. And then obviously doing a, a solid business plan but with true goal setting. And we're going to teach this, and I'm going to get with Mike Smalley. We're going to talk about it. I may have Mike, Small on, Mike on as a guest, or I may do it with with you being almost the the audience because right, yeah. I like that, that dynamic. If Mike and I get on here, it'll be basically two of the same person. You and I get on here, and it could be, hey, uh, manager talking to associate yeah. about, hey, John, here's how we need a uh, business plan. Mm -hmm. But I'll tease it right now. In sales – we tend to focus on, well, how much money do you want to make? And this is what we're going to do as our business plan. We're going to start with how much money do you want to make, and we're going to work our way backwards. So you make X amount of dollars. In order to make X amount of dollars, you need X amount of closings. In order to get X amount of closings, you need X amount of leads. In order to get X amount of leads, you need X amount of referral sources. In order to have X amount of referral sources, you need to have X amount of sales activity. So eventually we know going into the year, 
my first goal, because I'm, I'm not big on, on setting goals on X transactions, X volume, or X income, because it's hard to quantify that. Like, but I can say, oh, I need to do this many phone calls. I need to have this many one-on-ones. I can celebrate that every time I, I, mm-hmm. I, I hit it, right? If I made 20 calls on Monday, I won on Monday. If I went on five one-on-ones by the end of the week, I won that end of the week. If I hosted one happy hour, one lunch and learn, then I won that week. So what I think we're going to do is we're going to do some goal, goal, um, some, some business planning mm-hmm. as an episode. And then maybe what comes out of the business planning will then go a little bit more granular or go a little deeper on some of the activities. Maybe we can do some episodes on like how to successfully throw a happy hour mm-hmm. in a lunch and learn. Yeah. So on and so forth. What do you think about that? That sounds amazing. Okay, cool. In the interim, uh, we have a ton of content on the website, y'all. So check out theloanofficerpodcast.com or tloponline.com. If you're in Central Florida, go to Mark February 8th on your uh, calendar. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a really cool one-day loan officer sales event in Orlando, Florida. Location still TBD, but the city is going to be Orlando. Yours truly will be speaking along with Tim Davis and I believe Doug Smith. I think that's all the time we have about uh, we have for this show, John. Good job, Dio. I hope so. I don't know. We'll see. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll catch you on the next episode. Now, in all sincerity, thank you all. Uh, the one thing I am grateful for is our audience, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing us. Thank you for liking. Thanks for reaching out. Like um, you all are very much the motivation that John and I need to keep going. Mm-hmm. We have big dreams. We have big goals, but we won't be able to achieve any of them without your support. So uh, looking backwards, we'll say thank you for all of your support. Looking forward, we'll say thank you for your future support. And please continue to promote us and share us to anyone that you care about and love so that we can grow our audience, which means we can grow the amount of effort and energy we dump into Mm -hmm. making this a fantastic content forum for people of all walks and all ages to consume. Well said. Not just mortgage professionals. There you go. On that note, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we'll catch you on the next episode.